On your Gaydar discussing all things LGBT, be sure to follow us on social media. It's at On Your Gaydar across all socials. Hello, I hope that you're doing okay. You're tuned in to On Your Gaydar where we discuss everything about the gay scene. It's literally just your guide to the gay scene, to be honest. Um, I'm super gassed for today's episode, but before I tell you about it, let me tell you who I am. My name is Kaylee Golden, your favourite girl from Brum. And I am Sharaf Neal. Now today's episode is super exciting and super relatable as well. It's about how you can be your happy, gay, queer, bisexual, trans self at work and just still feel good and have your company supporting you. So it's going to be an interesting chat, Sherelle. Yes, I actually can't wait. Obviously, as most people know, I have had about a thousand jobs. So (laughs) I've had like quite a lot of different experiences in the workplace. So we'll just we'll just see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a variety. I feel like you've worked everywhere. Yes, I in have. Birmingham. I like to I like to switch it up sometimes. Like I don't like to stay in the same job because it just gets so boring. Like yeah. I just feel like I like to adventure and just you know spread around a little bit, get that experience. Oh yes, that experience. <laughs> Today we're joined by the absolutely beautiful and incredible Lee. Now you actually work in HR, don't you? Yeah. Oh, so you're going to give us the real tea about what companies should be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you want to just tell us a little bit more about you first before we even get into the real tea? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So um, I'm Lee, of course. I have a background in HR and payroll, which means I basically look after your money and look after the people. Um, So I kind of deal with things like redundancies, grievances, and then I also deal with cash. Um, I've worked at places like, gosh, I'm currently working at Lacoste UK. I'll be leaving there soon. Um, and I've worked at Vogue. I've worked at a company called Havas. I've worked at Liberty London before. I've worked at a few places. I've got loads of tea for those places. <laughs> right, Sherelle has worked at every single place you can think of in life. Like she hops around jobs. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sherelle, do you want to just start off talking about your experiences with your sexuality and work and where's been good, where's been bad and, and in between? So I'm going to kick it off with like a bad story. So I used to work at a Indian restaurant in Star City and I was working with them for a month um, and they were really nice to me. Um, I didn't get paid until the end of each month. So the day before they were supposed to pay me, they found out that I was gay because two of my friends came in for dinner and they were both lesbians and they didn't pay me um, and they sacked me. They were supposed to pay my agency and they didn't pay my agency and they sacked me and they didn't pay me. And to this day, I still haven't had their money from them. That's mad. My, everything in me tells me to go to Citizens Advice Bureau. Racial discrimination, if there's no real reason why, they've dismissed you, they haven't given you a written warning, if they haven't given you um, like a disciplinary or anything like that, and they're literally um, sacking you on account of the fact that you're gay, and there's no other quantifiable reason why they have sacked you, then you have every right to try and claim for that. You can literally um, 
that's discriminatory um, dismissal, and you can claim so many things for that. Get your coin yeah, every day. Coin. <laughs> I literally, if I if I told <laughs> stories on all of the places that have just been horrific to me, I'd be a millionaire right now. <laughs> it's just that I don't I don't don't have to do it. Like I don't know what I would do. You know, it's a process which we'll talk about in a sec, but. I feel like with stuff like that, it's so hard because unless they literally say you're gay, so we don't want you, yeah. how can you actually pinpoint it and say that was the reason? And you know in your chest, that's why you don't want me in your workplace because you don't like either my colour, my sexuality or whatever it may be because I'm a woman, whatever it is that you don't yeah. like. But it's like, how do you pinpoint it down to that? How do you notice them signs and jot them down? Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah. What's, well, for me, it was the fact that so when I came in, like when I was at work, actually, the table of friends, none, nobody would speak to them. They were making sure that I took their order, I got their drinks and I did everything for them. They wouldn't even speak to them. They just walked straight past their table. So they felt awkward in, when they were there. So after that, yeah. the next day, they were like, yeah, nobody was speaking to me. Yeah, so as soon as you start to notice differences, I always say to people, as soon as you start to notice differences in your management team treating you differently because you indicated them something something to you, start to write a diary. Um, and yeah, just and it sounds so silly, but write a diary of the account and like the experiences that you've had, little things that they do. So they might even make little snide comments or. Um, you know, uh, like they stopped talking to you. So why have they stopped talking to you? That's a bit peculiar. The experience was absolutely fine before that. Um, and start making yeah. a diary and the note of all of those things. And I always say, go to the doctor. If it's starting to affect you, if it's starting to affect your ability to be able to work, if it's like an un like if it's an unreasonable and un unfriendly environment that you're working in, go to the doctor. Say this is giving you anxiety and sign yourself up for yeah. work. Um, because your mental health is worth more than anything more than any money that you can potentially buy anything like that and then if yeah. you do in any case want to go back and say do you know what i'm going to take you guys to court i'm going to go citizens vice bureau then you have those things to back you up yeah right sherelle give us a good story when have you worked in a workplace and you've just felt fabulous you've just felt open and happy and living life it was when i was working in Southridges. obviously like they're very diverse in there they have literally everybody they have people that are of colour, they have people that are gay, straight, lesbian, transgender, everything there. So be, like opening up and like saying that I was gay there just felt like, okay, like it was just the norm, you know? Yeah, that's so, cute. <laughs> yeah, so I was just a, you know, pretty little lesbian that used to work on the bottom floor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just felt open and accepted and just free to do whatever I want. Yeah, and how did that make did that improve your work life there? Like, do you think that the company benefited from you being happy and you being yourself? Yeah, it just made me feel kind of like I was able to just be open and be myself. Like I didn't have to pretend to be something that I'm not. Mm. So it just made me feel more comfortable in my role. Okay, okay. And to be honest, I feel like companies really need to take that into consideration if people are happier then they just do better work do you know what yeah. i mean if they don't like you they're not gonna do good work for you <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah oh right so lee tell us your bad story if you do have one do you know what's really funny that like, i don't have any particularly bad stories because 
just because of my experiences and the way that I've, I've always kind of had a HR payroll background anyway. So like, I feel like I kind of gauge it when they might be a little bit off about it. Um, so there are, there have been, in, there have been jobs that if I was to say now, yeah, like I had a girlfriend for eight years now, they'd be like, what? Um, they'd be like really confused about me saying that because I just didn't talk about it. Like they were just, I think the first job I ever did that in was a job. Uh, it was actually a recruitment job. They never knew I was gay. They never knew I was, a, I never knew I was with a woman, never knew I was in a relationship. And it's because I think it was a really toxic masculine environment as well. That didn't yeah. work. Like super machismo, super like, <laughs> you know, I'm the lad's lad. I go to the, Ugh. I go do all of that stuff. And that's what made that environment really uncomfortable because I got the indication that if I was to say that I was gay, then suddenly I'd become, suddenly they thought I was a machismo or like I had the machismo or I would become part of the toxic men's circle that talk about all the girls and all of that jazz. Yeah. I didn't want to be a part of that. So I was like, I'm not saying anything in this job at all. There's no way. That's mad. Like, how do you even go on like be it's almost like you're not out of the closet again like <laughs> it's so strange how could you actually carry on going to work if, i don't know if it was full time but if it was five days a week and just not accidentally be like oh me and my girlfriend do you know what i mean i just say partner i've got into my vocabulary where i just say partner um and i'm quite lucky because my girlfriend's got a unisex name so even yeah. if i say their name people don't really Look onto it. It's not even about me hiding it necessarily. It's just about picking the environment because I don't want the rubbish. I don't want people asking me silly questions. Do you know the questions you get when you're out? They ask you things like, oh, so you've never had good food before and all of that. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so I just didn't want to have those conversations. I just, no. Like, you learn to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Like, I do that because I think me and Sherelle was discussing this. Uh, I think me and Sherelle was discussing this before where. I would say my partner, but not when I'm still wear five days a week, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's if I just that's if I'm in the pub and I can't be bothered. Not like when I'm at work full time. So yeah. just, that's crazy. Like that's mad. Yeah. Do you feel like a part of you wasn't present then? Yeah, hundred percent. Sure, I don't know how you feel, but I felt like I was never like I was maybe like forty percent of myself. I'm not saying like yeah. being, you know me being lesbian like makes up 60% of me because it doesn't but I wasn't able to be my true true self because I wasn't being my true true self you know yeah, yeah. I, did, I don't think I did either I just felt kind of like just kind of like I didn't want to be there because you got to get up and you just got to pretend to be something you're not and it's just like oh, I just want to be me mm. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> do me do see stuff <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a good story then like one where you've been out you've just been happy yeah i mean i've had a few actually i feel like retail brands and creative agencies generally tend to have an environment where it is what it is kind of thing um yeah so like any of the retail companies that i've worked for actually saying that one of them i didn't say anything but any of the retail jobs that i've worked for or you know like like any of the, the uh, creative agencies I've worked at, they all know. It's not even a thing. They're kind of like, it's. I love this kind of whole environment of yeah and. 
So yeah, 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 and and they continue on the conversation. Um, and I think those yeah and companies are really really good because it's yeah I'm gay yeah and I'm black yeah mm-hmm. and so it's just you know I think there needs to be more yeah and businesses that exist. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. And the thing is, like, I don't mind personally people asking questions, but you know when someone's asking questions to learn, and when someone's asking questions just to just be to a be dickhead. a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, to be a dick. 100%. Yeah, it's a hard one. How do you feel like your work life differed between the two experiences then? Mm. So even like simple things. Like you come back from the weekend and how was your weekend? What did you do? How was Valentine's yeah. Day? What did you do? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was all right. I just, you know, had Galentines. No, <laughs> like just like small things, like you know, going on holidays and stuff was like a nightmare. Who are you going on holiday with? Who was that in your picture? Da, 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 da. Like, and it's just like I don't want to dismiss my girlfriend, but I also don't. I can't bother to have the conversation you know um and that's where it differed you know that the, the ease of being able to have able to have like these flowing conversations coming from the weekend and talking about things like holidays or events like valentine's day or easter or simple things um i mean yeah i mean i'm quite lucky my last two jobs i've had gay managers so it's been pretty good to be able to have those really free flowing conversations um whereas in other environments like in comparison it's just not been i've not been able to because you don't relate to them as much do you you know Mm. there's things that help you relate to people makes it a lot easier like if you're not a homophobe it makes it easier for me to relate to you so yeah oh i love when you walk into a company and you just spot a gay man there (laughs) oh it is a dream i feel like oh i'm at home already (laughs) (laughs) like you are going to be my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I have to like make it obvious. I'm like, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, that's, I how you love start, that's how you start off all your conversations. Yeah. I really yeah. love RuPaul. Do you like RuPaul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But do you know what I love now, though, is because of culture as a whole is changing there's so many people that are straight and that are just allies and just love gay culture so like i could be somewhere and there's not one gay other employee there but there's just so many sisters that are out here like yeah did you watch rupaul girl and i'm like yes girl (laughs) i did girl (laughs) and just them conversations make you feel more at home because it's kind of like okay we're talking about things that i actually watch and that i enjoy and that i love Mm -hmm. yeah 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 um right so on to my experiences so i've always been quite open um wherever i've been um while i've been comfortable with myself so obviously back in the day when i was at like to be fair i was actually when i was in tesco and it's around yeah yeah i was actually when i was in tesco <laughs> i was in house of fraser a house of fraser and i didn't really speak about it then but i wasn't fully comfortable even though i was out on the gay scene every weekend girl but i wasn't comfortable <laughs> with myself so i just didn't want to have the conversation um but since 
working in radio full time, I've, I've been so open with my sexuality. I think there's only been once that I kind of struggled and it was around Pride when I was working at a radio station mm. before and I wanted to do content around Pride just because of it's part of me, it's part of who I am. And there's so many brilliant LGBTQ plus artists that we play on the station anyway. So there'd be like Lady Leisha, there'd be Nadia Rhodes, Little Nas X, there's so many. So it wouldn't be out of character for the station anyway. Um, and one of my bosses, it's one of them where it's like, I'm not homophobic, but, um, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So it was kind of against his, it was kind of against his culture, um, for, for gay people to be out here and live in. So we was having a conversation and just talking about life and he was like, but what makes you gay? What, what is it? What is it that you, that you like? And. And someone had to shut down the conversation because he was like, do you know what, actually, I can't talk about this anymore because I'm going to get real nasty. And this was my boss, you know? <laughs> and I was like... Right. I would have been like... Here's my letter of like, resignation. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, right, okay. And I feel like I hate when you're somewhere and it is someone of authority. And that was only once. And obviously, a lot of the time in radio, you are self-employed. Like, now mm. I'm, I'm fully employed properly but at that point I was self-employed so it's kind of there's no one to go to yeah. there's no one above there's not a HR that I could have went to about that so it was just kind of me just sitting in the kitchen being asked loads of questions about my sexuality and then just being kind of like okay this conversation needs to end because otherwise I'm going to say some nasty stuff to you where do you go with that yeah it's true. where yeah. where do you go so I think it's great when you're actually employed in a company because you can maybe do stuff. But like you said, Sherelle, you was with the agency then. It's yeah. a little bit more different. I was freelance then, so it's a little bit more different. But everywhere I've been that I'm actually employed and they have a HR department, they would not try that. <laughs> they would not try that BS. Do you know what I mean? So I want there to be a bit more protection for people that aren't employed full time. Yeah, yeah. good idea. There's something yeah. like I feel like there needs to be like a company that exists that is like LGBTQ plus support for self-employed people. So they have someone yeah. to go to and help them with like any grievances or disciplinaries or anything like that that they have with people they're in contract with. Because I think that should definitely be a thing. Yeah. yeah. A thousand percent. People just need to know how to protect themselves as well. Like like as Sherelle said earlier she was like I didn't know what to do do you know what I mean I, I didn't know what to do in that situation no, I either. didn't <laughs> so could you give us some advice like I know you said about writing everything down but could you give us like some tips of what we should do if we do feel uncomfortable in a workplace and we do feel like people are being homophobic towards us or transphobic as well yeah of course so the first thing you're going to want to do is raise it with I would always I always say this skip your manager go straight to HR and the reason why I would say skip your manager, go straight to HR is because sometimes managers try to manage it themselves and they don't, you don't get a full report of the full extent of how long something has been going on for. So skip the manager, go to HR yourself. I would instantly go to HR business partner or senior advisor um, and I'd write them an email and I would say always, always get everything in writing. If they want to have a call with you, that's fine ask them that if you can have a witness in the call or ask them if you can do it over zoom or whatever it is and get someone to describe it or ask them if you can record it um or someone get someone to write notes or something like that always have support with you whenever you have conversations about things that are bothering you within the workplace um 
I have this policy of always cry. Um, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> cry, cry every time and cry loudly. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes I feel like the the instinct is to be strong in situations, especially with my place and not show vulnerable things. If you cry, people will talk about the fact that you're crying, yeah? And regardless of whether or not they're going to say, you know, I didn't mean it like that. I, d- I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. You've taken offense to it. I've taken offense to it. You've hurt my feelings yeah. as a gay person. You know, what you said is underlyingly homophobic and therefore it's upset me and I'm going to cry. So yeah. cry and cry in public. So cry, <laughs> see you, not in the toilet. Make a scene. <laughs> like make a scene in terms of like crying, like cry at your desk, do whatever you need to do. Have people come around, are you all right? Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because it, if you do it, in, if you do it in, in, in your own time, when you've got home, you cry about it, you go back to work the next day, you're either over it or you're angry about it. And then you start acting out in different ways. Cry, get out, yeah. have other people see it. So then they are human and they understand why you've done it that particular way. Nine times out of 10, five, six, seven, eight, nine people will see it happen and will also talk to HR about it. So it will just support your cause even more. Um, Cause a lot of the time they also, if you're working in a retail team, they'll ask other people in the teams for statements as well. So it's important that if anything does happen, that and it genuinely is happening you have other people to support you too and not just like your friends but actually genuinely having accounts of like stuff um yeah and i think also just letting it be known like if you just let it be known at the beginning that you are gay you can catch faces and other people can catch faces so if you're letting people know that you're gay and you're in a room full of people and certain faces start to go you'll see it and other people will see it too so that's another thing as well um but yeah always report it always make an account of it keep a diary first instances happen no matter how small it is even if it's a slight little homophobic remark you don't know if there's somebody else that's come before you that's also gay that has also said you know they've made this homophobic remark because it just builds a case up against this person um and then raise a grievance anytime anything goes too far and you don't like it raise a grievance say to hr hi i would like to raise a grievance about xyz and there you go. And then they have to do, they have to do a whole thing. They have to do an investigation and all of that. So, yeah. I wanted to ask you both a question. Yeah. When you're applying for jobs or filling out application forms, do you check or tick the gay box, the box that says that you're gay? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The one, yeah, I tick it. I know what you're on about. Everyone knows yeah. what you're on about. Yeah, I tick it. <laughs> um, I didn't used to. Because I was like, they're going to use it against me. They're not going to employ me, all that stuff. Yeah. But I did because I was like, I am black, I am fat, and I'm gay. They're definitely going to hire me. I am literally Listen. for diversity. So they are going to hire me if I'm black, fat, and gay. 100%. So Honestly, yeah. pick that box. Like, companies now, they have diversity quotas mm-hmm. that they need to hit. So when people say, oh, I'm going to tick that I'm white when really I'm black or mixed, or I'm going to tick that I'm straight when really I'm gay, tick the boxes to show how diverse you actually are as a person because companies now they need diverse people they have actual like quotas yeah, that they, they have need to, to hit they need to hit it yeah and gender so, quotas that they actually have to meet as well so yes um gender quotas age quotas diversity quotas all sorts like they have quotas that they need to meet and yeah we shouldn't necessarily think of ourselves as a quota but if you really want a job <laughs> <that box. laughs> yeah. honestly 
it's going to get to the point that straight people are going to be like trying to act camp in work <laughs> just to get a job <laughs> like seriously i can actually imagine that i'm not even gonna oh, say yeah. yeah. and i'm here for it <laughs> honestly do you ticket shara yeah i take it but yeah. I don't like ticking the ethnicity box. I always book prefer, prefer not to say. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I just feel like, I don't know, the companies that I usually go for, like when I got, when I got the job at Jet Tune, I ticked the box that I was white. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Why? But the thing is though. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you shouldn't because... Do you know what it is as well? If a company's going to hire me because of, I've told you that I'm straight and I'm white and I'm a man and that's why you're going to hire me, then I don't want to be there anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I generally don't want to be there anyway. So I'm going to take exactly who I am. And if that means that you still want me in your company, then that's me feeling a little bit safer inside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I shouldn't have to change who I am to work at your company. Sis, you need me. Do you know mm, what I mean? That's so true. Not going to lie, if you have LinkedIn, I'll stalk you anyway. <laughs> yeah. We do it. We all do it. We stalk our, if we, we don't stalk you, but like if we get our candidates down to a certain level and like it's like the top four, we'll have a quick look on LinkedIn to see what they're doing, what they like, how they interact with people. If they've got their socials linked, we'll look at the socials. What I do when I do recruitment, just have a look, just because, <laughs> no, it's not necessarily if you say anything bad or if you swear on effing and blinding, but just yeah. see like your social interaction, like, Kind of good to see like if you're going to be part of the culture or if you're not um but yeah there's like lots of different reasons i mean i'm not gonna lie sherelle your name's sherelle so nine times like yeah. they're gonna assume you're black anyway <laughs> <laughs> but there was this one time that i met um a girl and she was white and her name was sherelle mm. yeah i met her in a club i don't know what she's doing with her life now <laughs> hey hey sherelle <laughs> oh my gosh i can't deal um, something that I did actually want to discuss, and I don't know whether we can, but we can try to, mm. is obviously more transgender people within workplaces. And I've really thought about it and thought the different workplaces that I've been, do they actually cater for transgender people? And they don't at all. Like even just the toilet situation mm-hmm. alone. Do you know what I mean? So what do you think companies can do? And obviously we're not trans. We can only say what we can yeah. as allies um what do you think companies can do to look out for trans people a lot more and cater to their needs first i think the first thing to do is about the toilet situation just companies making more of an effort to make unisex toilets i think that's really really important because we're not talking just about trans people here we're talking about non-binary people as well um or people who are gender fluid and like to be both so you know, we've got to give them an environment where they feel comfortable enough. So that's one thing, which is a toilet situation. Another thing is giving them the option. So actually, you know, that tick box you were talking about, that option on a start form, really important. Um, And just fostering a culture where people feel comfortable enough to be able to even just tick that box. That's another thing. And also, uh, what was I going to say? Another thing that they can do actually is it sounds so silly, but more than one pass. Um, like, you know, you have a work pass that has your picture on it. Yeah. Yes. I want to switch and choose. I want to be able to have two passes, depending on 
what my name is today, who I am, whatever it is. You might want to give them more than one pass. Also, like just having like, you know, when new employees start, you can have onboarding sessions where people get introduced to people. Just kind of really like letting them take heed and being like, oh, hi, by the way, my name is, you know, my name is Jay. They might like to be called Jay. My name is Jay and you know, um, I am trans male. Uh, blah 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 and giving people the opportunity um, and also I think it's really important pronouns yeah. in the emails if there is a culture of even people that are that conform to their gender just having their pronouns in their work emails and their signature when they introduce themselves hi my name is Lee Grant um, my pronouns are she her just giving that kind of like environment where people feel comfortable to be able to say you know my name's Jay, my my um, pronouns are they, them. Like, just giving that environment where people feel comfortable enough to do that, lit. I think there's only so few things that we can do in a working environment to foster that culture. And I think sometimes you've got to do certain things within places like pronouns and stuff to kind of be like, we don't tolerate homophobia or transphobia here. So, yeah. 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 And that's so true. It's kind of just... just making a stand and showing people as well do you know what i mean mm -hmm. i feel like i'm going to change my email and let them know <laughs> my pronouns now <laughs> should. i don't think my linkedin has she her in there not because it's important for people to know that i'm she her but it's also, it's important for for people within a trans and uh non-binary community to know that i that they should feel comfortable enough around me to say their pronouns yes yeah and i've never thought about it like that as well Okay, I feel educated. I hope that people's company um, works better. And please feel free to send this podcast to your manager, to your HR, to the to owner of the company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, send it over to absolutely everyone. Um, just to educate them. And if you have a friend that you know is at work and maybe they're struggling, then please send this over to them. And hopefully it will help them out a little bit as well. Thank you so much for joining me and Shirelle <laughs> I don't know why I'm singing on the podcast. How involved, I think. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell everyone where they can check you out and your work as well? Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can find me on Lee Official. That's my main account. You can find my creative work at Lee Grant. Or you can find me on Google. Just Google me. You'll find me on Google. I'm the only person that comes up. Just type in Lee Grant. I'm the only one. Um, but you're proud of that, Eddie. Yeah, I'm proper. Why not? I would like, be proud of that too, see? Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> I wish I thought of that. If I oh my God, I've Googled you and you are right at the top. Right. What did I say? <laughs> you are here. No, because you type in Aaliyah. No offense to single, but she rests in peace. But she's the only one that comes up in it. So, like, I just, I need the people to see me. You know, my name oh, is yeah. so unusual. There's nobody with my name. Yes. So yeah. But yeah, if oh. anyone asks, wants to ask me questions, like my LinkedIn's open, DM's open. So yeah. Thank you so much. On your Gator Spotlight. Hello and welcome to the spotlight part of the podcast. This is where we highlight just someone that's doing sick in the community. They're just doing their thing, living life, all of that. And I'm so gassed to be joined by Yaz. I feel like I've seen you out like so many times, either DJing or being a security guy. Like you do so many things. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I do, but I have seen you around a few times. I mean, maybe me and Sherrod was out a bit too much. Then. Yeah, <laughs> never. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so what's like your favorite part then of, of being in the community? Um, I just think it's being around people like myself, to be honest. I never really had that growing up, like doing security and also DJing. I'd say it's probably just being around people that are the same as me. And what I love about what you do is you're proper like a little party organizer. So Pride in the Park, which didn't even happen. <laughs> it weren't illegal. It did not happen. Like Pride in the Park that you done last uh, year. It didn't happen at all. <laughs> it just didn't happen. <laughs> or you um, being in Sheba, because you do the event on Sundays now before. Yeah, um, we started off doing them on Sundays and then we ended up taking over Ruby Tuesdays, which is their... Um, midweek event as well just before corona shut everything down but we started off doing sundays at shiva that's so sick and how does it feel like when everyone actually turns up because me and Cheryl turned up for pride in the park last year and got <laughs> a bit too excited. i don't remember leaving by the way <laughs> yeah no i really don't remember leaving either to be honest <laughs> how does it feel when you do that it feels amazing to be honest i mean i think to kind of be somebody who's given somewhere like, place, like places for people to go to and then actually turn up is it is a really good feeling it is a nice feeling i can't really deny that and i won't deny that at all it's a really great feeling oh, i know you get gassed i don't get gassed i just like doing what i do <laughs> <laughs> it's nice i didn't really ever think i'd be someone who would be able to pull it off so being able to pull it off and then more things just keep coming up it's it's a nice feeling i do you know what i feel like anything that is involved in the lgbt community i feel like everybody super supports it especially if they know you a little bit they really yeah. support you and especially in london i don't really feel like they do it a lot in birmingham but they do a lot in birmingham i mean london they support each other in the lgbt community i think that is so lovely yeah because you'd believe it or not you'd think that london would have kind of all the places for people to go but there's a lot of things that are missing which is yeah. why I kind of started Sundays because I felt like there's nowhere I could really go in Soho, believe it or not, to listen to R&B music or listen to the kind of music that me and my friends wanted to listen to. So there's a lot that is missing. So kind of to be somebody who can kind of play a part and put the pieces together is a bit of a... It's not a nice feeling it is. Something that I don't yeah. see myself stop doing at all. I think this is what I'm going to build my actual career on. That's oh, what I want to do. Do anyway. it. Yeah, do most it. definitely. Yeah. Get your guap, boo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually started off doing Sundays for free as well because I just felt if we, it wasn't really about the profit at first, I wasn't even making money. It was just about actually yeah. having somewhere to go when I was bored or if I wanted a certain type of vibe. That was it. I had to create it for myself and my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doing stuff for free, girl, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but look, look at where it's got me, though. I mean, it was just that's the beginning. Yeah, do you know what true. I mean? Like, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to do things for free. It's about getting the kind of the name out or kind of just starting something sometimes you don't get paid straight away you kind of have to go do it for free you've got to work towards it yeah you've got to build up i feel you and growing up was you that kind of girl that like organized the parties or is this new oh no i used to have a lot of parties when i was uh, especially at the end of school i used to have like halloween parties had a few parties if not if it wasn't a party it was like a gathering at my house would do barbecues in the back garden but all my friends would turn up and they'd bring their friends so it just kind of got bigger and bigger then I started doing house parties. Okay, party gal <laughs> from day one in that. <laughs> Apparently it's just my thing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's talk about Colours events because I'm so, so excited. How did that whole idea come up to do this event? It actually did start off with um, Soho Sundays at Sheba. I thought as much as it was fun to do, I thought well, I could really go bigger and better than this. And, you know, I was kind of thinking it, Colours like the name of it was something that I've been sitting on for about a year and a half, but I didn't really have anything to, because of Corona, I didn't really have anything I could do with it. But then I thought, I think after all of this, I think somebody's 
going to be out there looking for somewhere to go. They're going to want something to do. They're going to have something to look forward to. So I thought now's the perfect time to launch it. Okay, and what can we expect? I think you can expect a lot of different things. It will never be the same thing twice. And that's what I kind of like. Kind of like the, uh, the aspect of surprise. I want to do a, um, uh, since we're launching in summer, I want to do like a barbecue vibe. I want to have a cookout vibe. So that'll be like Ooh, yeah. indoors and outdoors. Yeah, I think that's what people are going to be really excited for. Yeah. Just kind of, just kind of um, get the essence of what summer should be and put that out yeah. there. And then, yeah, I think you can kind of expect a big, big summer barbecue. That is a really good idea. Yeah. Because you know what it is? I feel like with gay people, aside from Pride, it's like we disappear in the day. I feel like there's yeah. just clubs for us. And then in the day, we just like stay at home and then there's nothing. To the fact yeah. that there's a motive in the day. Yeah, I thought, you know, there's going to be a lot of events looking to do their nighttime parties in the clubs. But I thought, what can I do that's kind of different? I thought, I want to be out in the sun enjoying the sun with my friends. And I, want, I like to eat. Everyone else likes to eat. So <laughs> why not put that all together and just do something with it? Yeah, that's so true. Hey, and what kind of food can we expect? Because you know that's important. Oh yeah, it is. So I always believe there should be options because I've, I've actually, I did a poll and a lot of people said that they wanted Turkish barbecue and they wanted Caribbean barbecue. So I'm going to try and do my, my best to do both. And what can we expect from a Turkish barbecue? Because obviously we know, we know what happens with a Caribbean barbecue. We yeah. know that. But tell us about the Turkish barbecue because I'm intrigued. You can expect, I would say, lamb shish, probably chicken shish, pita bread. Halloumi, obviously Helen, but as everybody knows, it's halloumi. Um, salad, you could expect like salad, like cucumbers, tomatoes. They do like there's like a turkey salad, so it's got all that sort of stuff in it. So there's going to be a few options, like hummus, yogurt, things like that. I'm excited already. I know, literally, I'm so <laughs> hungry. Wait, so you don't call halloumi halloumi? No, I have Turkish people call it halim. <laughs> no, you don't. We do. What? Yeah. Did you know that, Sherelle? I feel like I kind of did. I feel like you lied. <laughs> you didn't, no, because it didn't, didn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. It, did, it didn't surprise me when you said it. It just sounded normal. So I normal, think I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So where the hell did halloumi come from? I think it's more of like the common kind of Greek side of thing. A lot of people say that like halloumi and halim is Greek, but it's actually also Turkish. We call it halim. Hey, learn something new every day. Oh, you're going that was going to be like an educational podcast soon. I swear to God. <laughs> we we do like a weekly more. segment, learn something new every week. Honestly. That will be a great idea. It would help me a lot. <laughs> Honestly, oh my gosh. Right, so I'm super excited. Where can everyone check out the event? Most of my Instagram, I'm trying to start a Facebook page at the moment. So we've got a Instagram page, Colors Events, C-L-R-Z Events. Um, yeah, everyone can find us there at the moment. That's probably where most of the information will be found. Sick. And when, when's like tickets coming out and that? I did want to do them at the end of the month just gone. But I think to give everybody a little bit more time to kind of find out what's actually going to happen in June, if everywhere is going to open, I'm going to try and leave it at least maybe a month or two before the actual event. So I might actually just do a few early release tickets at the end of this month. Okay. Wait, so yeah. you've got like your venue and everything? That, I'm keeping my cards close to my chest. We've got a few that we've been speaking to. So we'll see where we go from there. Because it's a very specific kind of idea that I'm going for. It's not easy to find, but at the same time, there's also venues that have got to go through their licenses, what they're able to do and what they're not able to do. Yeah, especially with the food situation, that makes everything so long. Yeah, it does. It's probably, the I'd say it's the hardest part because I could literally have had a, a, a venue from the launch day that I put out the Instagram, but 
because it's very specific and I don't want to go back on my word. I've got to write this through and find something perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is super exciting. One thing that I do want to quickly talk to you about as well is that mm-hmm. I love that you kind of put out on, on the gram, which is like, if people want to get involved, hit us up, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Why did you think it was important then to just open up your new event, your platform to the whole of the community? Um, because I think I've got a lot of people in my life that are quite creative and I think they've got certain ideas that they could bring to the table that I probably wouldn't even think of. I also want colours in maybe in the long term future to be a bit more than just an event. Like I've always had the idea of like, starting up a charity but like a movement. Like my idea is to kind of keep it growing and keep it growing. I don't want to just sell for the events, I want to do a bit more, maybe help out with like some mental health staff, you know. So I think being able to bring people to the table and then kind of bring their idea of what they want to do as well can always kind of help I think it's for the people really so I want to involve people yeah yes oh I am living for this I'm so excited for you it's gonna be sick I'm glad thank you I'm happy to have you I'm excited to have you as well yeah oh yeah by the way guys we didn't even talk about me yet I'm gonna be spinning on the deck so <laughs> you might want to be yeah. there <laughs> and I didn't actually just want you as a one-time DJ so I also said to you, I want you to be a resident DJ, so the majority of our events, whenever you can, you're more than welcome to. I mean, you'll catch me there, catching a vibe, maybe catching a wine, catching some <laughs> Turkish food, I can't There's wait. There's no maybe about it, you definitely will be catching a wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 2021 now, so we're going to have to live our lives a bit more, do you know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all going to be let free, I think I'm just going to be going wild anyway. I know I am. I've already booked be so a wine apartment for London. <laughs> there we go, exactly my point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not staying in Birmingham. I've been in here in lockdown for like the last year and a half. Are you joking? Get me to London. You'll catch me at Birmingham Pride this year, most definitely. It's my favourite Pride. Yeah, really? Wait, can you go? I've never seen you there. I, the, I didn't go the last time I was on, but I've been there like the past three or four before that. Yeah, it's my favourite Pride. But you'll always catch me at the dance arena. That's why I'm always at the dance arena. I'm never anywhere else. Yeah, we never go to the dance arena. No. <laughs> I always go to, I go straight into, I'm like, get me to the dance arena, let's go. Really? There. I don't. I haven't even been in there. I haven't even. Yeah, been no, there. I've never been there either. It's basic. I call Birmingham Pride the rave pride for a reason because it's just, it just goes off. I've seen DJs Inc there, Gorgon City. I've seen a few people perform there. Yeah, no, we do have the best pride. Like no BS, we do. We do. Mm-hmm. I think it's just we have more variety. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we just have everything. We just oh, but it's not about Birmingham Pride right now because I could no, do a whole. Awesome. I could talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Birmingham Pride. So much. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Oh gosh. Where can everyone check out your socials as well? And if people want to book you for their events? Um, you can check me out on Instagram. So it's DJ LDN Yaz with a Z at the end. And I've got my Twitter also, LDN Yaz. I've got Facebook, Yaz Atac as well. Um, and Snapchat is Yaz Says. Add me up. Perfect. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you for having me. No worries. On your gaydar discussing all things LGBT. Be sure to follow us on social media. It's at On Your Gator across all socials.